0: The
1: Wandering Wolf.
0: Well, if we're That's the way to go. tell them pussy snappers Frankie! Excuse me? Coming at you. Alright. Alright.
1: Hello? Bradley, Bradley, Bradley,
2: Bradley. Forsty? This would be this is Mr. Bankins from down the down the block. My wife is missing her her cat, her Darla. Well, hey, uh, that. Sir, I do have reason to believe that you're harboring the kitten um, for illicit purposes. Yes, I'm stealing from you. What's going on, man? Nothing. So, uh, I got a plan for you. Okay. It involves can, nudity. Can you hear the sirens at the same time that I'm hearing them? Right next to my fucking house. It's like uh, it's like that movie in American Tale where Fifel is is uh, he sings the song about being under the same moon as, as the woman that he loves. I think that that means we're in love. Exactly. So when you get
3: here, we're gonna walk around the corner like thirty
2: feet. We're gonna do an interview while I get my haircut. We'll do a robbery? Oh, wait, oh where you get your haircut? Okay. That sounds good.
1: I get my hair. Get my haircut by Nick
3: the Barber, black barber, straight razor cut. So I already cleared it with him, so it'll just make it more entertaining.
2: Um, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds great. And uh, I'll be naked, and while I get my haircut, I'll hold on to your hand. They do, they do I'll like, go. they do like blowies and showies or whatever at the at the uh, barber. Raw oh, fucking. So you can do whatever you want. I just don't <laughs> <be funny. laughs> Alright, sounds good, man. Well, uh, I'll be there around one thirty. I'll call you before I come. Alright, man. Peace. Enjoy the sirens. Yes, you too. <laughs> All right, thank you.
1: That is a fine family. All the children are pretty. Except for that.
3: Hi, my name's Brad. I like walks in the park and yes, brutal fights with Jewish men named Yoni.
1: Except for that one. Bad, you can't start over again with
3: him. When they ask me what I want to say, what do you think I want? This is America. I want a bowl of raw red meat right now. Forget about that. Bring me a live cow over to the table. I'll carve off what I want and ride
0: the rest.
2: Chaplin, y'all. Just got a call from Dr. (laughs) I've been doing these uh, iron infusions every week. Uh, Big black bags of iron going into my blood. And, uh, well, it's working out. I got my my, uh, hemoglobin level is up to 11.4. I think normal is somewhere around 12. So, uh, yeah. And it should keep rising uh, for the next few weeks. So I'm feeling pretty energetic. even even before uh, my blood was up, I've, I've been doing yoga. That's my way of trying to maintain. You know something's wrong when you're in yoga and you're like you can't wait for the instructor to come around and adjust you. You do like a, you do a move wrong so that they'll come around and touch you and adjust you into the right position because you haven't been touched by another human in so many weeks. Well,
0: well man in California. Wanted man in Buffalo. It, man in Kansas City. It, man in Ohio. It, man
2: now, now that my blood's up, you know, uh, and and since it's been going up, I've been doing a lot of walking, a lot of bike riding, a little bit of jogging. I I I really love uh, during a jog when you run past another jogger. Um, and you you, know, you make that eye contact, you have your sort of Jogger camaraderie. I, I hate a jogger that tries to avoid eye contact. Tries to like they're like in their own zone and they won't they won't play the community card with you. You know I, my favorite is a is a like an overweight jogger. Somebody who's you can tell it probably was a struggle for them to get out there. Probably their doctor told them oh you got to start doing blah blah blah. And you you know you see them out there and you just feel like yes let's do this. I like that, I try to motivate a person I give them a high five You know, we're both doing it And they're losing that weight, slowly but surely You do it every day And, uh, you know, you get healthier and healthier That's that's how life works Is just day, is day by day Speaking of shocking weight loss My guest today Peeled away the pounds I don't know, 10-15 years ago uh, in In a dramatic way, and I think probably in the wrong way, as we'll find out through this conversation. But I met this guy when I was around 19 or 20. We had a band together. We had a band called Apogee. And, uh, you know, we we had a certain kind of camaraderie, a certain kind of antagonistic camaraderie. That's kind of, I think that's the way that Brad operates through through life, uh, is sort of rough play, you know, can we say that? Does that sound too, is that too much of like a sex club description? But, you know, rough play. That's that's what I think of when I think of Mr. Dibbs. Uh, you know, he would always call me names. That was like his thing is he was, you know, even in an affectionate way, like, all right, blah, blah, blah. Like, all right, d- d- Semitic infested paper cut. And, and that's what he, what, what, that's that was his thing, you know. All right, city bench odor, uh, whatever. I'm not. I, he he had good ones. I'm not doing it justice. My my, I I had my day once. I remember we were at a jazz club, and you know you always wanted to be somewhat subject specific, you know, to what you were doing, or 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 something that you could relate to at in the moment. And we were in a jazz club, and and uh, he was calling me names, and I I, uh, I I called him Freddie Chubbard, and I thought that was. I still remember that because it was it was uh it was a glorious moment. It was a glorious moment. I think that was the one that was the one name calling battle that that I uh that I won or I at least in my mind I won that one. You'll see he's he's a he's a rough he's a rough rider. He's like a pirate. He's like a modern day pirate with a chin beard. So we did what we did what he suggested. We went to his barber shop. It's really noisy in there, uh but we only did that for a little while he got his you know he doesn't have it he's got a bald head so they just had to shave it again or whatever and trim his beard up so it was pretty quick and then we uh went over and hung out on his back patio we talked there for a while as well so let's let's go first to the barbershop but i've had all
0: that i wanted of a lot of things i've had and a lot more than I needed of some things that turned out bad da, da, da. What? So what are we doing? We're doing
3: a, doing a regular shift Straight razor, don't
2: cut me Eyebrows, play with my beard a little bit and what, have you been, <laughs> like, how high you got?
3: Nick, what do you think about his hair? It's is thinning. Is thinning or is all right?
2: <laughs> what about the Zohan? The what? The Zohan. What is that? The Zohan? Yeah. It's a movie. Oh, I don't know that one. Well, yeah, check it out. Is that new? No, no. Nah. Oh, old. It's Adam Sam? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> nah, you're not, not thinning, man. You're it. I'm thinning, I'm telling you, I'm thinning. It's... Not what it used to be. The barber
3: is
0: telling you to not finish.
2: Yeah, but the barber hasn't checked my head out, like, intimately. Nor will he. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but...
3: (laughs) You remember that girl.
2: He just showed me a tattoo.
3: Don't say the name. You remember that
2: girl. Is this your ex? You remember ex? Yes, yes, I do. She shot
3: me twice and stabbed me. What the, what? Yeah. You remember the breakup thing?
2: Yeah, Just I remember you in. broke
3: up. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, she showed up at my condo and I had for- forgotten to change the locks, and I, f- I changed them all but the front door when I didn't change.
2: And what? means shot you with like with a thirty-eight? Shot you with a thirty-eight? Yeah, I'm to... hit you where? In the back. When was this? What year
3: was this? Two thousand one. Like I'm getting ready for tour. I'm literally leaving like a couple of days or two weeks later. So you know, like. I had just gotten the condo, so there was nothing in there but a TV and like a mattress. Uh, she walked in the door, and I was, um, you know, putting shit in boxes and unpacking and packing at the same time. I looked back, and it was her. She was just standing there with that fucking, like, just think weirdly, like, like that. The just same, looking <laughs> the same as she kind of does like in that. your tattoo. And she's like, if I can't have it's just stereotypical of if I can't have you. Right. No one can we don't fucking want to get the fuck out dangerous of here. liaisons. And I uh, turned around to like grab a box and then I heard thom, thom. two big smacks. Yeah, and I'm like and it's in my back, it's on the right side, like right where my liver and kidney are. And I'm I touched it and I was bleeding, I'm like, Did you fucking shoot me? You fucking bitch. So I had gotten hit twice. Like they're not grazed, they went in.
2: You got you got two bullets going on your back, straight. Right? Yeah, and so
3: but it didn't. It didn't really hurt That's like you think. That's why I think. told dude it'd be It would be like and, if know, I poached you with a needle, you don't except me a, a you, really you, you, big round nah. needle. I said some choice words to her because what well, you know you sure. shot me, so I can see what sure, I want. Sure, sure. And then she pulled the gun out and she like squeezed it at the floor, and there was nothing left in it. And then she pulled a fucking meat cleaver out. And I turned. That she
2: had brought with her or
3: from your house? Out of her purse. <laughs> and then I started to run. And there's not. We're talking from like here. We're talking ten feet from here to the. I'm gonna run downstairs... And run out back And she threw it And it landed in my back So now I have a meat cleaver Hanging in my back And two bullet holes The neighbor calls the cops She hears the siren She dips Cops show up And I'm like So about the meat cleaver Take it out of my back It was stuck in there Yeah yeah It's like halfway in He's like we're gonna wait On the EMTs I'm like no If we wait I'm gonna go over To the kitchen sink And I'm gonna squat down And crack it across my back So it just flips out of my back So just pull it out and we'll pretend it didn't happen. He's like, I don't want to. I'm like, I don't care what you want. And I started walking towards the sink and the cops like, all right, I'll do it, dude, I'll do it. I'm like, well, just do it. And he pulled it out and then he put a towel on it. We duct taped the towel to it. And then cops showed up and uh, they took me to the hospital, pulled the bullets out of my back, stitched up my back and then arrested both of us. So I got, I got OR bonded. And then we had to The fucked up thing is So this is right before tour They were looking for her And they found her And, they, and when they found her At a gas station Like drinking a beer She's like Well he attacked me and She said you attacked me. her like Well he's got two bullets In his back And they, So they don't believe Either of us Right And
2: so they and have you're, to And you know, you're the man So it's like So it's my fault Generally so it's your fault Yeah.
3: They have to charge Both of you and then what they do, now I have to go to court with her, but I, we have to go to court like hand in hand like it was just a misunderstanding. So I have to sit there with the girl that just stabbed So that me.
2: you weren't going to get booked, you're saying?
3: I wanted to go on tour. So you go to court. I and see, then, I see. Then you have to take a domestic violence class.
2: Right. So you wanted shit to just get dropped.
3: I just wanted to go on tour. Yeah. My first yeah. tour. Yeah. Well, first he, warp it, Tour anyway. Get to warp Tour. Back to the bus driver. Yeah. He had already wrecked into He's another bus right, day one. one. All right. I meet the dude... In Arizona, he's in his underwear on the bus. Like he didn't The driver? Take, he didn't take the day rule. He just stayed in like the ratchet Sweetie bottom lane. bunk, you know, the <laughs> right. spank bunk at right. the bottom. Right, He just laid in the bottom bunk, you know, yelling random shit like, you made sure you do not shit in here, you shit in here, you fucking put a plastic bag in there, we ain't got no shredder. You know what a shredder
2: is. As it shreds the shit up? Yeah. I, I've never been on a bus with a shredder, man, you can't shit on a bus. I have a
3: newfound glory on Warped Tour, let me shit on their bus They have a shredder. Nice. Push your button, ring, ring, right. ring, ring, Like if you brought like a girl on the bus, like even if it was like you and your wife, right? You'd be like, "Oh, you here to clean the bus, sweetheart? Make sure you don't throw <laughs> your shit in the toilet unless you got a bag." Right, right. Day one, I wake up. i would never been on a tour bus before. I slept the wrong direction.
2: So with your hand at the, at the yeah. At so the more home, than one time, God. when
3: he mashed the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Didn't understand the DVD player, broke that, and he had every, every bunk he had like eight horns of it for you, that was his big thing as a bus uh. driver. So I got some pornography That's in just there. That's gross. Uh, then we had the bus driver that was in an old metal band, that was the next war tour, and he liked to stay in the bunk under you, and let's just say hypothetically you have a friend come to visit you on tour, and no one's on the bus because, you know, Yummy. Right. am um, i to be on the bus for a minute. So could I get some
2: So he would creep under the bunk? No, he would you... already be there. He wouldn't right. take the right. day room you know, <laughs> right. Yoni.
3: Josiah, Yoni, right. whoever like I'm gonna be on the bus for like an hour, okay? Right. Okay, dude. Gotcha. And then I remember I was on the bus for like an hour. And you know how hard the bunk is anyway, so it's not <laughs> it's like the easiest thing in the world. No. And then I got up, and he's peeking out of the bottom of the shit. Oh, my bumper, God. And he's
0: like,
3: ha, <laughs> And I'm like... Your fucking beard is
0: fucked, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is your fault, Nick. It's, what it's my you fault. Do, what did you do? What do you mean,
2: man? The bottom. The, the bottom was was, was awful a little when you came in, I gotta nah, say.
0: I don't know, man. He like, he like a... Uh, a jockey strap on his chin. Diss
3: <laughs> The moral to the story is always trust your black barber. <laughs> and bus drivers are scumbags. <laughs> he ruined it. Diss! <laughs> so
2: uh... Should we, should we roll? We, we can go uh, sit, so on the, sit on the porch or something? Yeah,
3: we'll sit on the porch.
2: Thanks for, I appreciate you letting oh, me do man. this in here, yeah. All right, man. Nice to meet you, Nick. Always a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I now I'm going have to watch that and see what you're talking about. I might come back here looking for you. We'll see, we'll see. I'm
3: so, so ugly. Back in the Top Cats days, we got paid $100 a tooth.
2: To, to knock someone's tooth out. Yeah, so... If... You know, if you're broke, that's a lot of money. You had that, that, uh... Video. Video at the time. Yeah. Which I found disgusting and appalling. You know what's fucked up about that video? was that Is that I knew it was
3: fucked up when we did it. But that was, like, pre-jackass and all that yeah. shit. But it's pretty fucked up. It's real fucked up. But, I, I felt sick the whole time I was yeah. watching it. But when I watch it now... It actually is nostalgic, like oh, I remember, I remember how much fun Hip Hop Night was at Top Cats. But yeah, it's pretty fucked up. I kind of, I kind of still feel bad. Like, what do you think that was? Same reason you wanted to do a puppet show during an apogee set. No one
2: was doing it because yep. no one was doing those videos. Then we were like the first ones that did it. Doesn't make it any less fucked I up. I mean, it's more or less like a snuff film that no one gets yeah. killed in necessarily. Well, you don't have remorse about it at this point. No. They all did something that merited the
3: ass whooping. Granted, the ass whooping, I might be like... More eh, severe than it should be. It was a been. little... Uh, yeah, it's like Rodney King. Like,
2: Maybe they merited getting dragged out, but not necessarily getting their ass whooping. Oh, yeah,
3: but 50 broke dudes on you. Right. You come back with a tooth, 100 bucks. Right. That was all there was to it. I'll square up with anybody any day. And if I get lucky enough to get 100 bucks for the tooth, sweet, but... You got all those bouncers in there. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what it boiled down to. But yes, it was stupid. I will acknowledge that. Yeah, you're dumb as shit. We all should be in jail or dead for that.
2: Some of you are, I'm sure.
3: Uh, most you're looking at like one of four that aren't. Yeah. And because uh, Mikey, Mikey actually talked me out of it. Idea talked me out of it. He, what he said,
2: this stupid shit.
3: One night he said, do "You ever think that having that fucking camera there encourages the behavior?" And I'm like. Uh and that was the end of filming fights yeah then it went away and we never did it again Um, I mean that was 98
2: it was right when I moved it came out right when I moved to Cali it was 2001 yeah
3: Yeah, it was a long time well shit that's a long time ago now
2: yeah yeah either way we were idiots that was before all the touring and stuff like that before you were famous yeah whatever fame I have it was definitely before that oh you're not
3: a rock star is that what you're saying (laughs) You're not a rock star? Minor, minor. Minor rock star? You sure about that? <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, after that show, I made it a point to lurk you for a while. <laughs> you're kind of sexy online. <laughs> oh, no, I looked, you know, like, I went through, I scoured your Instagram, really. Yeah. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to take pictures in your drawers and pictures of you in the bathroom and pictures of you with your shirt off just like this. like, look, it's Yoni's first fucking playgirl pose. <laughs> <laughs> really not intentionally
2: trying to look sexy just saying look you gotta keep your profile up you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. so you did all that touring and you were drinking all that that, that was no, no. basically what got you started during,
3: during scratch puncture I was totally sober okay that's the scarier part is like when I drink I don't really want to fight okay but when I'm sober
2: the on off switch is completely on interesting and and what, why do you think that is the, fi- the fighting is, is sort of uh, its own intoxication
3: oh yeah dude there's not one fight I ever had where I didn't have a completely hard dick Yeah. But if I have been wearing gym
2: shorts you'd be like that is really disgusting Brad why is your that's, dick hard you just that is, that's, that's really telling and really sick really fucked up I think I'm not a psychologist but I think a psychologist <laughs> would have a field day with, with that statement alone I don't know
3: I have a degree in criminal psychology I already know what it means
2: what does it mean? You get, you it get means thrills. I thrills want to touch you where you pee. Well, it's, that's a theme. That's a thread throughout this interview, I think. And now
3: you I got. just bring what, it back
2: around. You got tats. Tats. All. Tats, 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 bro. All at once. Went, like. Went from nothing to. Went from, from nothing to, to all the way. Like, you started that, in, like, you must have been, what, 26, 27? Yeah. I remember getting that. No, we
3: were still. Like, 90, 98. Then. You got yeah. that, yeah. Uh, just one of the three.
2: That what, was it. What's the significance of the, of the three?
3: Schoolhouse, rock, you know Three is the magic number Okay That was literally the whole purpose behind really? it Really? Yeah, and then Two days I want that And then 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 Jason It was just addictive Jason's like, dude You're gonna have a postage stamp collection If you don't go big So we went big
2: Do you think you you have like a All or nothing personality? Tattoos? Alcohol? Yeah, it'd alcohol, be like drinking fights. It's like
3: all in Or go big or go home Right Yeah, it's Yeah, and I'm old, so now I can actually acknowledge it and wear these glasses so you can't see the tears in my eyes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Does a tattoo give you an erection?
3: Um, no. It definitely gives me a mid-chub. Right. Soft batch. It's got to be the... Parbake. It's got to be the full
2: butterfly knife across the face. Right. That works. Um... So you get, And you ran into some trouble with, with drinking. The drinking
3: is what put it over the edge. But that is actually not... You'll remember this, too. I know you'll remember this. this that is not what actually did the most damage. The most, Atkins? Yeah.
2: Really? Yeah. How, how long were you on the Atkins?
3: Eight years-ish. And the doctor actually asked me. The one doctor that was actually cool, that was actually helping me, like we'll figure it out together like you I won't let you die cause well I had already died but he's like I won't I'll he's like have you ever done Atkins I'm like what the fuck could you ask that for he's like dude you might as well just hit your liver with a fucking meat sledgehammer
2: uh, with the well, I mean you remember constant what was, ketosis or whatever yeah yeah like, and yeah. I mean,
3: remember I would come to rehearsal with like a fucking salad covered in fucking
2: lamb meat what, I mean you you lost like 250 pounds in like three weeks or some shit yeah it but I could like, have
3: lost that by working out too right Atkins lazy way out if you can okay. If you do vegetable Like juice Or you know Juicing vegetables yeah. Or vegetables and fruits It will offset each other Okay So like
2: I don't just want to make sure I'm okay I'm
3: the best vegan in the world Until you put bacon in front of me
2: Do you And you'll you Will you fuck with bacon now Or are you, are you vegan straight up
3: If I come to your house And you're having a barbecue I will eat what you make Because it's disrespectful And that's Wink wink <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Yeah So maybe like Once every six months Yeah I'll eat meat, but I mean, you got to think I was eating nothing but like bacon, mayonnaise, and cheese for like eight years, dude.
2: Yeah, that'll that'll do it. I
3: mean, you saw what I fucking ate.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, you there would, was never anything. I You accurate. would go through the, the Burger King drive-through get a get a Big Mac with no or whatever with Whopper with, Whopper with no no bun. Yep, doing that all day. Yeah, I did it on tour.
3: Like the meat cake, it uh, meat cake, yeah, meat cake from a. It made it a thing where like. Go through McDonald's. I'd order ten double cheeseburgers, and dudes would order random side shit to put on the buns that I wasn't going to eat. Right. So like Sean, Ali, Merce, Sage, would be like let me get some pickles and lettuce and mayonnaise on the side, and then I just hand them buns. So they right. would make there, and I
2: just it was a meat pancake. Oh,
3: that was so good, though.
2: Yeah, no, I mean I I eat somewhat like that. You know, at I don't. This, I at juice twice a day. Every now and then, I get a little meat. What's your juice recipe? For the
3: morning, it's apples, carrot, orange, ginger. That's That's all you need in the morning. That's great. And ginger actually keeps you from kind of fights off like infection and like when that asshole has pneumonia. See, I don't. Yeah. People I work with, like, I'm gonna get sick. You're gonna get sick too. No, I'm not. And I I won't. When's the last time you see me sick? Never. Never. And then, like at night, I do. Basically, I do a baby diaper. With grains in it? I don't care what it tastes like. Yeah. Because, like, my idea of a good beer was just steel reserve.
2: Right. Just whatever. Do the job. No, no, steel
3: reserve, just horrible 12%. Just tastes like you might as well be drinking concrete. And I would pound that, and I would never drink top shelf. Once I was out of atmosphere, no offense, Sean. I wouldn't drink top shelf. I'd drink the shittiest vodka because it has the same effect. Right. So I would just pound shitty beer and shitty vodka. So, like...
2: With the Q- juice, the same cucumber, thing. Cucumber,
3: kale, all the healthy shit. Yep, and just
2: <laughs> glass like that, like a pint glass full of it. Do you put? Do you add anything to to offset the Nah, fuck that. See, I I, I like to add apple to all of them. Pretty why? Why don't you just adds a little bit of sweetness? Man up and drink it. <laughs> I don't know. If I That's, was to drink vodka, I would drink the good stuff. Though I don't drink.
3: Thirty seconds of making the juice. I don't need to sit there for ten minutes, like.
0: It's
2: good. Right, It's right. fucking
3: great. Now, uh,
2: what else? Do you eat uh, a lot of, like, what, salads and shit like that? No, nah, we do, like, a lot of rice, like, stir-fried rice, stuff like that. Like, yeah.
3: Uh, vegan jelly stuff like that. As yeah. long as I get the juice in twice a day, I'm, I'm good. Cool. It makes me sweat in the summer, though. I can't stand that. Just really? This is the first summer where I was doing it, so look at it pouring out of me.
2: And you, you keep mentioning, or you've mentioned twice, that, that, uh, that you... You died, you, you, you yeah. technically died No, um, I died,
3: 53 seconds Yeah
2: Tell me about that So you, you were drinking and drinking on tour Yeah, um, and
3: then I had the I had the restaurant I owned And so the restaurant has a bar And uh, that the restaurant being in the bar <laughs> didn't really help You saw me after I'd been sick and yeah. all that Because you yeah. had been sick too So we kind of, yeah. remember I didn't recognize you What happened was, uh I like quit drinking, I was fine, but like, um, I had been in Louisiana, and when I came back over like the course of 14 hours, my stomach swelled up to like I gained like 60 something pounds. And we tried all the shit in one day, yeah, tried to get rid of all the shit, like, you know, it's it's from eating bad shrimp or something in New Orleans, and then that's what
2: you assumed,
3: yeah, because it made sense, you know, down there eating seafood and drinking, and then, um. I had to go to the doctor. I remember going to like the primary, you know, our primary physician, and he's looking at me like I'm a walking dead man. And I remember the nurse sitting next to him looked at him, and I saw her mouth the words "What the fuck." But I felt fine. I'm like, what? And he's like pounding on my belly. It sounds like a bongo drum. He's like, "You got to go to uh, the ER." And I'm like, "I'm not going fucking ER. The- I'm not paying for the ER." He's like, "No, you really need to go." Went to the ER, and all these doctors came in. He had already called it in, and I. I remember getting there, and I was fine, and then when they asked me to fill the paperwork out, like, the flu- I hate fluorescent lighting, and that snapped in my head, and I couldn't move my fucking hands, I was just sitting there like, fuck, fuck, my wife filled it all out.
2: What was going on in your brain at the time, were you scared, or, or? Nope, I wasn't scared at all, just, I couldn't move, I don't know, just, I couldn't move my hands, that's all I felt Did you like. think you were, like, dying, did you think you, I mean, what did you. I kind do? of thought I was dead.
3: And then um, went downstairs, and I had all these doctors, and these fucking dumbass little fucking motherfuckers came in. It's basically six white boys.
2: Poking and prodding at you.
3: Yeah, well, they're looking for needle marks. Okay. You got tattoos, you got to have hepatitis. You, you probably. I'm like, nope. I could drink all six of you under the fucking table, would have never done an intravenous drug in my life. They looked, they looked, they looked. They ran some blood work, and they're like, well, you're going to be dead in an hour unless you get a transplant, and that's not going to happen. So. See you. And yeah. walked out Fuck you
2: Unless you, you A liver transplant
3: yeah. yeah Which is impossible That quick And then um, said uh, I was in stage 4 Liver failure Kidneys shut down Spleen shut down That's what the swelling Was from And then He Dr. Andrew's son Came in Asian dude He was actually Cool about the whole thing He's like I'll help you Okay He's like But I gotta go upstairs And do this This and this And I'll be back down And my sister Went to go get me A Gatorade when She left I died I said I'm gonna take a nap, and they're like, okay. So I laid back and I died.
2: What? What? Ha- when you say that, what did it feel like? What do you remember? You know
3: the scene of flatliners where he's coming back and he, I never saw it. it. well it's coming back at like it goes black, like you're like you're sleeping. There's nothing to it. Just I'm
2: asleep. It felt like you basically fell. Asleep. Yeah, I mean I
3: I'd laid back and I'm like, that oh, is so comfortable. So kind of moved the bed down And then I woke up with the dude about to hit me for the third time And there's props. no,
2: that you don't remember any kind of come into the light kind of shit
3: No, when you come back That's the only different part It's black and you can see something coming towards you But that's your eyes opening It's kind of like in the morning when you wake up Just slower, you wake up and There's a dude standing over me and I swung at him I'm what like, the fuck are you doing? He's like, uh, 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 and Dr. Sun was like, uh, Mr. Forrester, you died. And I'm like, no, I didn't. I took a fucking nap. He's like, yeah, yeah, you took a really bad nap. Jesus.
2: And so it was,
3: it was really normal. It got weird afterwards.
2: What do you, how so?
3: Well, I used to talk to this dude, Jerome, kind of looked like the DOC. Black dude, Raiders hat, black trench coat, standing in the corner. I talked to him every day, the whole time, after that moment. Every day, I would know, stand there and talk to him, or I sit there in the bed and talk to him. Like, what's going on, homie? What's going on, man? One night, he was like, "Rip that shit out of your chest." For what? He's like, "If you don't, you're gonna die." And I literally ripped all the shit out of my chest. All the alarms go off. They came in and shot some shit in the IV and then adrenaline or whatever. And I woke back up, and the nurse was like, "How'd you know to do that?" I'm like, "Do what?" She's like, "Rip it all out." And I'm like, "Oh, Jerome told me." She just said, oh, "Okay."
2: If, no, I, there's I, if, no I had, if I hadn't
3: ripped it out, I would have died. So yeah. months and months later, after I get out. Wait, if you hadn't ripped it out, you would have died? Yeah. Why? Because I was going into congestive heart failure. Oh, I see. And ripping, ripping it out the alarm made go the off. alarm go off. Right. I see. So months later, I'm talking to my wife about it, and I'm like, so uh, I'm going to call Jerome. And she's like, who's Jerome? And I'm like, you know, the dude in the hospital room. She's like, there was no dude. I'm like, yeah, there was. She's like, oh no, I saw you talking to him. I'm telling you, there was no one there.
2: Did they have you on hardcore like shit? No, that no,
3: would, I would no, I wouldn't take. That was one. That was the only conscious thing was I will not take narcotics at all.
2: But just just like light like painkillers or no, whatever. No, would, none
3: of that no, nothing? no, like they would give me like potassium and shit like that. But I would not take drugs at all. I haven't had any narcotics. Why? 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 Pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. You can get through it. And I did. They yeah. gave me a biopsy. They didn't give me a shot for that. They just cut it open.
2: Jesus, that's that's pretty
3: hardcore. It's not. They used to dudes do that shit all. Bite other the wallet. other other countries do that shit like it's nothing.
2: Yeah, that's true. And it wasn't so, like I was Civil being War. tough.
3: I just didn't want. Well, I don't want to get amputated. Amputated.
2: <laughs> how long did the detox take? And how how difficult before was it? Before
3: the fog cleared, I never really felt bad. I had already detoxed. I had not been
2: drinking for a week. Oh, before like when you were in New Orleans.
3: No, when I came back from New Orleans, yeah. I stopped drinking because right. I was in New Orleans. It was like time to like not drink for a minute. Right, but it was too late. I already done the damage. So I felt bad. I but I died. So I guess when you die, it takes about three days to feel better. <clears throat> that makes sense.
2: I don't know. And then you just never look back from then on in, ter- in terms of drinking and stuff like that.
3: There's nothing to look back at. Like I mean, I could drink. Like I mean, I I did we st- when I found. See, I had to lay on the couch. I couldn't walk for like a month when I got home. So like...
2: How long were you in the hospital?
3: Two weeks the first time, two weeks the second time, three days the third time. They discharged me real early because they knew my wife was going to change my diet. The doctor knew what was happening because she was in their research group. Was she already
2: vegetarian or anything like that? Nope. Okay.
3: She just looked everything up, and so that was her idea. So the doctor let me go when I was still they drained my stomach with a fucking like you know the rabies myth like 12 inch needle if you get bit by a rabid animal well I had the 12 inch needle in my stomach
2: no no painkillers you, know,
3: you don't need that shit
2: no that's, anesthetic on the, on okay here's local. what we're gonna
3: do we're gonna put a topical anesthetic here right. in a little shot that's not gonna matter when that needle's inside in your gut. Yeah, yeah so it's like fuck it doesn't matter so they drained it and I mean I literally watched my stomach go from here to like here went home diets changed two, three weeks to walk, but I had to go back for the stomach. Stayed again, drained again, and then I just kind of freaked out for the third time. I just thought I was going to die again. I wasn't, I was just having like a panic attack. month later, I'm taking the dog out, I'm going for a walk, and then a the month after that, I'm back at work. Like, I wasn't healthy, but I was back at work, and then about two months into working, I had to go to the doctor. And
2: you're ma- at work, you're making fucking burgers and mm-hmm. hot dogs and mm-hmm. shit like that. I was that. just eating salad. Yeah. I just go to Kroger's and make like a salad, like, is that around when I came and saw you?
3: I was actually cleared by the time you saw okay, me. Okay, okay. Went to the doctor for like the 20th time to give blood, and I had already gotten kind of a warning from the nurse. She was like, it's going to be a different visit. And I went, and um, I was like, well, we want to do another biopsy on you. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. Went downstairs, and I'm like, just fucking cut it. Cut it, take a little piece of the liver I have left, and I don't give a fuck, just do it. Don't want to pay for anesthetic. Had fine. they cut out any of your liver previous? It's a little tiny. I didn't. Ha- I had about this big of a liver. It looked about like that. They're, they're kind of like intrigued by the fact that I won't lay there and piss and moan about it. I'm like, I'm happy to be alive. This ain't shit. And he brushes it, and they run all these tests on it and sit there for like two or three hours. And they're like, so your liver was about as big as the cell phone. Now, it regenerated all the way back up. You have... Basically, almost 100%. Like, if you have a liver of a fucking 10-year-old.
2: From, from having done the juice and all that shit? Yeah. If I could also just say, if you want to be healthy, my, 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 almost my number one recommendation is
0: to get a juicer and enjoy fresh drinks which are delicious and tasty, give you energy, cleanse you at the same time. And give you lots and lots of nutrients. For the, how
2: long? How many months was that? About three months of juicing. Three months of juicing.
0: Yep, religiously. Wow. Like I really
3: didn't eat anything other than I juiced, and I mean, like she would cook shit that was there was no meat, there Clean, was no whatever. like preservatives, nothing. It was just all natural shit. And yeah, man, I, me- I mean, I remember me like you don't, you're not sick anymore. And I'm like, what? It's like, no, you're fine. Well, what do you mean he's like well you should feel better right now i feel fine he's like yeah feels good doesn't it he gave me a big hug the nurse gave me a big hug she was crying because she was actually there when i died and i didn't realize that I that's can't, crazy I can't man believe that like we don't have to see you every week right for the next 10 years you don't need a transplant you don't need shit you're just done so i guess at the end of the day the
2: hippies got that part right so that was How do you the, feel about that? The fact that you're fucking that you would have been making if somebody ate like you eat, fucking fifteen years ago, you would have you would have been making fun of them no end and probably beat man, their I, ass.
3: I, here, let me tell you a story about that. So when I could first get up and walk, and I was capable of like not falling, like I was I would fall all the time. I knocked myself out probably twenty times just standing up to get off the couch. So when that kind of quelled and I could like control where I was going. My wife wanted to take me To a place called Lovin' Hut It's a vegan restaurant
2: I've been to Lovin' Hut Right so I'm like Yeah
3: yeah Right by everybody I'm like Alright I'll go And I go And I get in there and I am fucking pissed <laughs> Like I am in there Like just fucking blood Bloodbred furiously Yeah And they're playing The weird videos And they're like Fucking motherfucker Alicia Silverstone Fucking bitch ass Fuck you Fuck you Fuck you And she Meanwhile she's telling him Like He died he died. Right. He's definitely not like really into the hippie shit, I and mean, he doesn't want to be a hippie. But please, for me, could you just let him vent? But he'll eat it. Right. I fucking yelled at dudes at like, the camera, Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, looking at. It. Oh yeah, make me the motherfucking American panini, motherfucker with all raw shit. You fucking. These are like the
2: most peaceful pussy. people. These people are all yeah, like and they're all
3: like meek, brother, like brother. Okay, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Just, and then, dude, I remember dude walking, i looking at him, and I'm going to fucking stab you right now. And he puts the food down, and he's like, namaste, enjoy your food. <laughs> Fuck you! He goes back to the counter, and I took one bite of it, and I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever put in my mouth yeah. of all time. And I'm like, okay, and I went, then I got back up and apologized to all of them. I'm, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, give me a break. Yeah. Come on, just think, kind of thuggy meat-eating mayonnaise-infused idiot. Please? Please? And they're like, yeah, come back tomorrow. Went back tomorrow. I've been going there ever since. They all know me now and I'm like... So I kind of got away with... I got my dick moment but they were so peaceful about it that they let me have the dick moment so I could come back and eat. So I go there all the time. It's my favorite fucking restaurant. No
2: judgments there. No judgments there. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but they all look at me like they had that moment
2: at one time in their lives right, to to right. this hippie fucking rabbit food. Maybe. That makes sense to me, especially the juicing. You're, you're just ingesting vitamins, like, straight up. Yeah, well, like, I mean,
3: if you think of it this way, like, you know, when everyone's, like, you know, hunter-gatherer, they hunted, they tracked down. No, that's not what they did. You know how hard it is? Right, they mostly ate berries and shit. Think about it. We don't have guns. Right. We might have a bow and arrow, and we want that buffalo. Well, it must be really nice to want. Right. Because me and you are eating a fucking leaf. <laughs> Yeah. Because you know we're not going to be able to get that buffalo. Yeah. We might get a dead one. and get Maybe once, once
2: every few years.
3: So that's the way I kind of look at it. Like every now and then I'll have some meat. But in general, I just yeah. do it like they did it. Just fruit, vegetables. We can do that easy. You don't yeah. Not to kill anything to do it. Yeah. I think too much of anything is going to fuck you up anyway. Yep. Like, I'm sure if all you did was drink juice all the time that would probably do something to you too after like, a while it would take a while It. I mean I literally went like a month on nothing but oh, juice oh definitely I mean you, you ever watched that documentary about the guy fat the fat sick and dying. Yeah. That, that was the one that I watched on the couch that got me to that's, say that's I shit's that shit's convincing
2: man that shit's convincing it worked it worked yeah. for me Yeah.
3: I actually emailed the dude back and forth really yeah like here's what I'm doing kept emailing him like he emailed me back he's like and I asked him he had any meat kept don't overdo the meat every now and then, you know, barbecue or family. He eats person. meat every once in a while, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He ain't going to say that in the next documentary, right. but uh, <laughs> right. it's a
2: fact. Yeah.
3: As long as I juice, I'm fine. It's not like I'm, if I stop juicing today, I'm not going to die. Yeah. I got rid of what was wrong with me. Right. I got lucky. You healed, so, you
2: healed yourself with the juice. So there's no
3: YOLO, it's a YOLT. You only
2: live twice. <laughs> I like it. And that was two years ago. hmm 2011. Fall 2011 Yeah Because that's when I was sick too Yep Do you feel Leagues better Than you have in years or, or does it feel like Okay I'm back to Sort of just normal
3: No I feel way better Like if I'm like Sluggish in the morning Like if I get Four hours of sleep Get up and juice And it's like I feel 15 Like I yeah. can literally Go all day Take another juice With me to work And that's for like You know 8 o'clock Like
2: Are you, you working At that same spot No oh, Where are you Where are you at now I run a tattoo shop now Okay Hot Rod Charlies. Hot Rod Charlies. Where's that at? Short Vine. On Short Vine? Yep. What's what's your fascination with Short Vine? Top Cats, the old place you worked, the new place.
3: Um, used to sneak up there when we were like 13, 14. That's where you weren't supposed to go. We would all sneak up. I grew up in Forest Park. We'd all sneak up there to Short Vine. Everything was up there. Okay. And it kind of still is. Like All the venues were up there in that part of town. Uptown. That's where everything was at.
2: So, I mean, were you thuggish? Were you, were you like... Oh,
3: no. Um, I was... I gotta remember how old I am.
2: Right. This is right in the beginning of hip-hop.
3: I was the only white kid. Every, I'm sure every high school had one, or middle school had one. So I was the only white kid.
2: This is in Forest Park? Yep. Okay.
3: So... I loved hip hop And the only other people I got along with Other than the kids That I was into hip hop with Were the punk rock kids Because all the other white kids Hated them too Yeah So you know I got called nigger Pretty much daily And that's kind of how I learned how to fight Because when jocks And shit like that Would say it Yeah fuck fucking You know the worst thing That happened Is I get my ass whooped But there wasn't Everyone wasn't rapping It wasn't What do you do I rap Yeah I rap dude Right I'm a DJ And none of them Understood it like I literally caught it every fucking day. This is what you get when you treat someone like that. So I would defend the little nerd kids and the punk rock kids, and basically all my friends were black punk rock and hip hop or er, nerds. That was it. The jocks and like you know, you know Tiffany. He's
2: so black. Right. Why do you sound like that? Why do you listen to that? No one listens to that. That was me. And what were you listening to at the time? Back then. Yeah, like the the first, like they, like what was the first music that you can remember? Like not like your parents' music or some shit, but like Run DMC, the the first tape.
3: Yep, Run DMC, Run DMC. I remember uh, Jason Kirkland's brother had it. I remember. Oh, you know, the first hip hop thing I heard was actually fucking well, Sugar Hill Gang. I guess everybody heard "Rappers the Hype." Like I remember that everyone. The whole idea of battling was beyond us, but what you did was you learned the words, and it was like 15 minutes long. Right. So it was. So who, rappers, are like you talking about? Yeah, yeah. It was who could do the 12 inch version. Right. Like if you could do the whole thing, right? Walk to school, and dudes would battle back and forth if they could do the whole thing.
2: Right. But Run DMC was the first. Back in my dad's era, it was if you could play the, uh, the drum solo to wipe out. <laughs> He told me that one time, so awesome. I think this is the same version of that, really.
3: So it's the same thing, but Run D.M.C. was the first time where I was like, that I like that shit. Yeah. Like it wasn't like Grandmaster Flash and Melly Mel and all of them where it was like a little over the top. It was more like what was accessible to us. It was like jeans, jacket, Adidas, simple, and that was like working class.
2: Right. It wasn't. It wasn't as glam. I mean, yeah. they had some Gucci glasses or something like that, but other yeah. than that,
3: well, I mean, but yeah.
2: So, so. You would hang out with the the hip-hop kids?
3: No, I mean, we all, the neighborhood I grew up in, it it
2: was mixed. That's why my
3: dad moved there. Like, so, it wasn't like there's a white street, or there's a white part, and there's a black part. It was everyone together, which, at that time in the 70s and 80s, was really
2: awkward. That was my neighborhood, too. So Ridge was like that. It
3: didn't, but see, when you're a kid, you don't give a fuck. You
2: don't think about it. Yeah, Yeah. we
3: would would all play together. It's not until you get to, like, 7th or 8th grade, where it turns into, like, an issue, and then you're like what the fuck happened to you over the summer? Now you don't like me type shit? Right. Right. So that was never an issue to us. And most of my friends, it was never an issue. We just always, I don't know, we got lucky. And we're like, yeah, fuck all that. Like, whatever our parents and older brothers are doing with the little race wars at high school and shit, that ain't got shit to do with us playing wiffle ball and baseball and t ball, and that has nothing to do with that, us. That
2: was soon after schools got integrated here, too, actually, because mm-hmm. that happened in the, what, the early 70s or something? Yeah. None of that made any sense to me. Because, like, my dad never
3: pushed, like, don't hang out with Todd. Right. It was, you know, we're playing baseball in the middle of the fucking cul-de-sac. Like, yeah. We're stomping, the we're fucking clogging the sewer up and swimming. There's our swimming pool. We just flooded the cul-de-sac. Right. We never looked at it like it was a bad thing. It's our parents that were looking at it like there was something wrong with it. Not all of them, but you know what I mean. Like, was
2: your, Were your parents weird about it, or are you saying he, your dad wasn't? No,
3: they weren't weird at all. They didn't give a fuck.
2: When did you first start wanting to to, uh, be involved with music?
3: In middle school... Well, actually, in elementary school, you know, you get to pick an instrument. And I picked drums, so that means I got stuck with trumpet. Right. I remember you... Yeah. I remember? Yeah. Right. So I knew how to play the drums because I son Josiah on it. He thought he could DJ, but I... Wrong. You're not DJing better than I played drums. I remember that night.
2: Well, come on. To be fair, it's a little easier to probably just... To to drum? Yes. Then then then, then to scratch. Okay, if I'll you have no, if you have no idea how to do either, and you and somebody sits you down and say, "Okay, play." Some. Probably easier to drum. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Dag, boom. Yeah. yeah. So I ended up with that, and then uh,
3: same story every DJ tells. I saw Herbie Hancock DST Rocket video.
2: That's a universal thing. Yep. You think for any
3: DJ? Would t- I still have a copy of it on VHS. Was Herbie
2: Hancock the first one to like? Just to include a DJ into into music like this is yeah. actually he a He was the formal. first one
3: to show it, like you could actually see the way he moved his hand. And so I started DJing there and then
2: that became my thing. You yeah, you did you have to get turntables or, or a, a turntable or were you using your dads or what? I asked for one for Christmas
3: one year, and that was my only present was the turntable. Okay. So I would what I would do is I sit there with his receiver and that was the fader. So I had to use the round knob. Right. And I would scratch to anything, so
2: that's how I learned how this could work with this with a knob. You started making uh, tapes shortly after that, or what? I
3: started making tapes when I got to like ninth grade, because that was a way. You know, you either sold weed or you, you know, did something else. So what I did was I made mixtapes. So you would say I want a mixtape, I would go home and make you one.
2: And you and you would sell it to that just to that kid mm-hmm. for what ten dollars, twenty dollars, five, five bucks? I made hundreds of them just all all different that yep. you would what record off the radio or off of no i would two turntables press record and go to town okay and you and you had just a bunch of records
3: well my i used my dad dad's and then okay. you know i would what i would do was during middle school when i started getting into djing i um i wouldn't eat lunch so I would save my lunch money, and Friday I would ride my bike like eight miles to the record store and buy one record. Okay. So I did that every week for three years. So I had a bunch. Developed a the collection. Then i My dad was like, yeah, whatever you're doing, have fun with it, got your turntable now. Yeah. So I'd take his turntable, yeah, and I had one technique that he bought me, and then I bought a little shitty belt drive, and I would do a combination of pause tape mixes and two turntables, just depending on the setup. Yeah. Like if this would blend with that, or then that's how I got like the weird transitions where it'd be like movie dialogue and shit like that. I would sit there with a dictaphone and record shit off movies. Yeah, so back in Betamax days. Hey, yeah, I'm old.
2: Shit. Cool, man. And and uh, and then that did that just sort of naturally transition into meeting other people that were doing the same thing, or what? I didn't meet
3: anyone who did shit until like sophomore junior year. And that was, like, the first real group. I mean, you know, like, me and you would say we were in seventh grade. We're fucking around. We think we have some really awesome group, but we don't have the means to put anything we're doing out, and we don't actually understand the equipment. And we, you know, you didn't understand. When you heard those records, you didn't know how they were making them. Like, when you heard The Bridge by MC Shan, you didn't understand that was actually right. a machine where you were smashing out the beats on it.
1: You love to hear the stories again and again of how it all
2: got started way back when.
3: I found that out on accident when, uh, I went to buy a keyboard and the dude was like you know you can sample one like sample what like a tape recorder like what you can play it back and put something in there he's like oh right here and then I understood like don't
2: don't sh- what was it, the, and, you, and this is like the ASR that you had yeah what were you initially buying a keyboard for just to, to kind of play along to other just stuff cause it didn't seem like DJing was an instrument
3: at, right at that time right. it was still just like blending records and scratching it wasn't until later 90s when the word turntablism came around like that was part of a band right so like you're singing he's playing the drums and i'm adding this like it didn't you know like apogee was the first time that fit in where i was like part of the band right how was that let's talk about that a little bit dude that was some fun shit i never had a bad time with that at all i mean i can remember playing ripley's and looking out at the crowd and, like, I was doing shit I actually didn't know I could do because, right. like, everyone was pushing each other. Right. And looking, like, and watching them all, I'm like, wow, you really like us? You know, like, I think we knew, we all knew we were good, but they were looking like we were, a holy shit. I mean, remember, you guys were passing out flyers that Dose and you were making out of a broken
2: record. you break a record yeah. put yep. a little thing on there and write the date. We we stole that from, from like, apparently, I mean, this is, that was Adam's idea, like... I think the, the Roots or the, or the Goats or somebody in Philly, like when he was in high school, uh, would do that. And so we kind of stole that idea from them, I think. I but, still
3: don't even know how the fuck that happened. I remember just a conversation like we were starting a band, man.
2: Well, Adam and I met, and then it kind of just went from there. And Adam pulled you in, and I pulled in and then the, the rest of the guys. Up,
3: and Joel was there, and yeah. Chris was there. Yeah.
2: Well, I met him at um, Bogart's. We opened for DJ Shadow. Adam told that story on the podcast. Well, let's hear your side of the story. Well
3: <laughs> It was like the first big show we were playing. We rehearsed for that motherfucker for a month. Like there was no way we were not gonna completely destroy Shadow and Latirix and J. Rule. You say we, who who was the group? Me, John Doe and Skip. It was, just it was three, a twelve hundred BJs and we had a bunch of B boys. Okay. We had gone over this literally every day for a month, maybe more than that. Your nine. routine. Yep. And no one fucked up. Like, we nailed it. B Boys and everything. Shadow and all of them are standing there watching. And then I just, I remember the news article came out and it was everybody's news then. The article said, you know what you should really pay attention to? Local motherfuckers. Because yeah. the rest of the show sucked. Because there was nothing they could do. Like, we just, there's three DJs, six turntables, four B Boys. And I beat up uh, J.Rudolf Damager backstage. Really? Yeah. Fantastic. You mean fantastic. You get your ass my so shadow had one dressing room. Yeah, and everyone's in there. And then there's, there's only two backstage of Bogarts, and so we all had. This is like our first green room. You know what I mean? Like you're sharing with Letirix. No, they're all in the other. Big they're in one. Shadow's room. We're, okay. in, we're in the, No, we're in the small one. They're in the big one. Right. And we play, and we're done. I had left my mixer backstage after we broke down, and whoever was on stage, it, it might have been Letirix at the time, and I go downstairs. And open the door and it's J the Damager and he's like, what the fuck do you want? What the fuck do you want? I'm like, I just want my mixer dude. It's my dressing room. I'm like, uh huh, I know that. But I just want that thing right there, that's fuck you and he shoved me, i knocked him out. Really? Stepped over him, grabbed my mixer, stepped on his fucking chest, took his fucking vegetable tray and bounced.
0: It's too perverted, you heard it, so now you're getting
2: murdered. Sat outside what? and ate the vegetable tray. That, how, how did you meet Jeff again? Through Oh, through Beecham, that's right. They, they came, and we had the first Scribble Because I talked jam. to Jeff already, too. First Scribble jail. Hi, Jeff. I was there, by the way. At the first one? The first one, 96, yep. No, the the March one, where it was just outside, out, of, out the back of my yep. van. I was there. It was like uh, maybe 30, 40 people there. Yeah, there yeah. was just...
3: Um, they wanted to uh, paint while we DJed, and then yeah. and Beecham had this dude, Diallo, and I forgot the other two dudes' names, right. but I met him, and then it starts right there. Me and Jeff are way into the Illuminati thing, and that's how you get presage. Right.
1: Now, in order to give you a very clear picture, I will go back to its beginning, and then bring you down to the present, today's status of that plot, the Illuminati.
0: This same situation destroyed civilization after civilization. The highest
3: level of repatriation. We would trade conspiracy videotapes back and forth. And, we should do a fucking... That's repeat. what your
2: relationship was based on at the time. Was, yeah, it's all was, conspiracy.
3: Yeah. Like, dude, you know what the man's doing now? Like, right. They're completely out of our minds with this shit. And then uh, he came down for a week and we just sat in the fucking studio at my house at the apartment I had at the time and plowed through it. We were going up to Adam's dorm room to introduce him to Jeff, and Adam rapped, and Jeff was like, all right, we'll do that. The Iron
1: Organized Alliance,
3: with what's in Asia, the Middle East, Western Europe, Latin America. Yeah, and then Adam came out, and uh, Jeff had that beat. He played it. I don't even remember Adam writing anything, really. He just was like, all right, let's go.
2: I was kind of doing it in, oh, off yeah. the cuff.
3: The way I remember it, yeah. He just did it. Yeah. And then ended up on the record as MC Doze. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they put instead of Dose One. Wow. Because Doze dose Green from Rocksteady from yep. the Cover.
2: Yep, that's right. And so right. it became right. confusing.
3: Like, and, you know, Adam never used MC. It was always Dose One. But yeah. It oh. said Doze, oh, MC yes. Doze. Yeah. Hey yo, yo. dude,
1: dude. Chill. Chill. What is this? this Freak? <laughs> what you, is that? Tongues? Are you, are you dyslexic? dyslexic? Turn around, around. What, what? Get you out of your ass uh, Yeah, they, yeah they, alright, uh, get up right, right. right. Come, on, come on. What are you thinking? Where, what are you thinking? Are you really serious? Wait Whoa, watch out for that this game, no way Have some sterilized
2: nuts and socially How you meet, uh, Sean in there Um, Jam. Okay. All
3: that shit happened through Scribble Jam like the first year and a couple that yeah. Dose, Dose battled. Gene Poo Gene Poo, and, Sorry, I'm, I was
2: there for that.
3: Sorry, he lit his ass up. Dose lit him. Oh, here's the thing. At that first scribble dump Dose jam, lit everybody's ass up. The first up. the first battle thing, that was the Eminem year too, the battle unfolded and it became a thing whether you had Adam, Eminem, Rhyme Fest, Juice, and everyone else was just a fucking victim. Right. And Adam that was plowed a through no Adam great battled battle, wasn't it? He battled four people from the crew I was from and just fucking... Annihilated annoyed. each one. Malachi had won. Remember, he says, uh, get you a, just get off the
2: bus with, with the rest of the remedial like, reading, reading class. class. <laughs> to you
3: dig little bunnies and put that T-shirt on your fucking monkey ass. Oh, and that was God like, damn. That was like it, how he came out. I know, because Jeff is sitting right next to me, and I remember putting my hands down like, yeah. and trying not to laugh, and he was like, dude, he just fucking Adam slaughtered
2: poor tore him. ass yep. at that... Scrabble jam but
3: they had to battle like six hours like adam could have easily taken
2: the whole thing yeah but yeah but now that was an epic 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 year i mean oh, that's year. that's when i i did i that's when i first saw adam and I, I he blew my mind and i had to meet him after that i was like i gotta meet that guy and i didn't even rap you know i mean i no, did. I remember the, but and I would,
3: when you watch because that's when we just did it in the circle Can You hear us. so yeah. this is the
2: circle you're yeah. right there yeah
3: Oh, yeah, oh, that's, right. Later, that's, right. that's right, that's right, that's right, if you're at the DJ uh-huh.
2: thing, I'm right there, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> how do you, re- oh, you saw, you in the video too. Yeah, when I watched yeah. the video, yeah. I'm like,
3: holy shit, because it's, I'm talking after Apogee and all that when I'm watching. You see we
2: dictaponing, I, yeah. I taped the whole thing, yeah. It's fucking Yoni's
3: ass right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, Yeah. Man. Oh, history, it's so awesome.
2: Are you thinking about what you're going to do next? Yeah, I got
3: two or three in mind cool um, one of them is uh I kind of want to do an EP called take cover which is just cover
2: songs that have nothing to do with
3: hip-hop like here let's do uh, country roads
2: by John Denver I'm right. actually serious and and have have vocals on it too yeah okay have but, other other people singing or you or, or is this is it time it really you think it's never gonna be time
3: for that yoni. <laughs> Unless I'm doing a Barry White cover. That well, if you, it. I, I,
2: I'll, I'll do a song for you, if it's right, the right well, song. I got one for you. All right. I'm not going to do just any song. Lou Reed. Song. I'll do Lou Reed, yeah. Uh, what Lou Reed? No, just, what Lou Why do you Reed? say that to get, give it to, to the Jew guy? It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the way
3: your voice sounds. Okay. Lou Reed. Perfect day. Lou Reed. You can kill perfect Love that, day. Day. Love so that I, song. Love that song. So when you can do it in the studio without crying like a small child... <laughs> No, I want. To I'm, the, I'm, look, I'm
0: I'm When it gets dark, we go home.
2: Anything else that we missed? What? prank calls. What about your them? prank calls? Your prank calls. Oh my God, he's freaking king.
0: Hey, how you doing? Um, I was wondering about getting a couple of my dogs groomed up, looking nice and fresh and clean. Our first hey, uh, how much would that cost? What kind of dog? German Shepherd or Rottweiler and a little stupid-ass poodle. I'll tell you what, let's not even do the poodle. Fuck the poodle, Frank. So you don't want to find out about the poodle? No, I don't need the poodle. I'll probably just get rid of it. I don't like it. Um.
1: Hey, Frank, fuck the poodle. Hey,
0: leave the poodle out of
1: it.
0: I don't think so. Come on, coming at you from the Bow Wow Boutique. Come on, let's make a deal. What are you guys smoking? I'll tell you, let me Bow wow Boutique, you little freak, let me do your theme song. I got like 50, 50 voices and. I got the best, a, the a,
2: absolute best. I got arrested. So, h- how did you get arrested again?
3: Well, um, I was delivering pizzas. And I was selling tapes We were selling Selling like,
2: your prank call tapes We were selling
3: like A hundred a day I was selling them to customers
2: And it was you and Malachi Right yeah, was, or Reagan
3: It was Reagan yeah, yeah it was Malachi We called it squirrel pussy Right That was the one That right. we got caught for So we're selling them And like if I sold one to you You go to your Then you go to Mike's house And then you guys Are sitting there Listening to it And Mike gets pissed All of a sudden Because that's his mom right. And
1: then
0: That's his right mom, that's His mom right. comes in the room
3: And then you know Like who the fuck is that Oh it's me We randomly picked that number and it just turned out it was someone we ended up knowing. Right. when we were done later on, we realized before that happened, we knew those people. Yeah. Because we didn't listen to a fucking word you said.
2: Right. So the mom pressed charges, the lady that was on the tape. Yeah.
3: Uh, $5,000 fine, five years probation, probably 120 hours. You had to pay
2: $5,000?
3: Yeah. Fuck. There was a dude with a pound of weed before me. That got like a hundred dollar fine in like a week Right Weekend right. at the zoo cleaning up elephant poop You had got, got to pay five thousand dollars for prank calls That's crazy Well we fucked up by leaving names and numbers on there Back then we would leave them on there Right
2: on the back of it
3: No no like well yeah that and like in the call we wouldn't edit it We didn't edit
2: it Oh I see what you're saying I see what you're saying So you left the the lady Yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
3: And then I remember there was a What was her fucking name Judy Donnelly Judy Donnelly D-O-N-L-E-Y This you Judy? I got your husband's wallet and That was her name? Yeah and she um, Oh man She almost got divorced Because that was the only thing I felt bad about Like I did this whole I did a gay Like game with. Like is Judy there? Hey Judy This is uh Bill Jenkins And um I have your husband's wallet I just wanted to call you So I could return it to you Where'd you get it? I was at the Golden Lion And you know We were just hanging out And you know I didn't know he was married Or anything Right So I'm sorry about that But Jesus Christ He gives good rim <laughs> And You know the, the prank went on The dude got on the phone I'm like You remember me It's Bill He's like Yeah What's going on Bill
2: Oh And man. I'm like
3: I have your wallet Sweetie pants Come on And she's listening I know she's listening So when I get to court She's got fucking divorce papers And I'm like Shit so I had to go to her like I had to like, take listen, what they gave all that me, shit was bullshit and dude was Don't there and I, and I went up to dude and I'm like look man you can punch me square in the mouth outside if you want I'm sorry I would never intentionally ruin your relationship yeah. I'm fucking sorry and he's like tell you what we're gonna go outside we're gonna get a hot dog and I'm gonna blast you in the mouth and I'm like okay what's the hot dog got to do with he it? he wanted a hot dog first <laughs> you gotta have the energy and so we went me him and his wife <clears throat> after the court thing and I didn't go to jail but I had the fine and the probation We go outside I bought it, him and his wife a hot dog and I fucking ate the hot dog as slow as I could like maybe he'll forget and he had finished his in like two bites and he's just watching me and I'm shooting slow and then um, I'm like alright well I'm done he's like alright well you ready I'm like yeah I guess I am I just bit down real hard cause he bite down and can't get knocked out and right. like fucking put it right on my fucking shin dude you're not going to press charges, are you? I'm like, nope. And he fucking let, broke my jaw. He broke your jaw? Well, he hit me here instead of here. Ah, so, right. He cracked right there. Knocked me down. Didn't knock me out. I got back up and he's like, are we square now? I'm like, are we? Or did you want to do the other side and even me out? And then he slapped me. <laughs> really? And I'm like, okay, are we square now? And he's like, yeah, I guess so. And I gave her a hug. I'm like, look, I'm sorry. It was just a dumbass kid joke. Right. And then, how old
2: were you at the time?
3: Yeah, eh, 20. 122 they hugged each other and they were it probably helped their relationship more right, at right. the end of the day but
2: well, <laughs> she got to see her husband knock a dude down a big dude down. yeah I was, like, I was like 300 pounds <laughs> there, so. yeah
3: i got my jaw broke and five thousand dollars and five years probation so
2: you learned your lesson and you, you, you made prank calls after that too oh man? yeah yeah do you still do it i did it to you already we need to get into that, man. I'm, I'm down. I'm. Uh, let's let's uh, do did a do it round. Really,
3: your voicemail is a prank phone call.
2: Yeah. It's, it is harder with the cell phone I guess.
0: Just a perfect day. Drink sangria in the park, and then later. When it gets dark, we go home.
2: Fuck. Now that my blood's pretty much normal, I have to come up with a new excuse for why I have erectile dysfunction. Obviously, it's psychological. I mean, it makes sense. You think about me as a whole. It makes perfect sense. Intimacy issues, etc., etc., okay. Anyway, uh, yeah... Wow, what a what a bruiser. What a real brute. I, you know, I I seems like uh it's it's all a real hard exterior for a real uh soft and mushy inside, I'll tell you that. This episode was produced and edited by Ben Sloan and myself. The music on this episode was mostly Mr. Dibbs projects, but there was a bunch of other stuff too. Um Lou Reed uh Rapper's Delight was on here. Uh I don't know. There was lots of stuff. Fuck it. Thank you to Mike and his daughter Annette, Nick the Barber, Zoran. Please. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I hope you continue listening. I need your company. No, I mean, come up off your company, Amazon.com. It's mine now. It's like, nah. You know what I have to say to y'all? Have a good week. Keep wandering. wandering. Well, oh thanks, buddy. Or something like that.
1: May I help you? Yeah, I need a hearing aid.
0: I'm having trouble hearing my kids when they come in the house.
1: Okay, um... Well, what do you say? All right, sir, we need to test
0: you. All right.
1: Let me, hold on, let me put you on hold, okay? No, I'm not that old. One moment. Mm-hmm. No, one moment. Oh, okay, I. Right, I had to put you on hold because I was on the other line. Are you off now? Yes, sir. Oh, I have trouble here. Right. Huh? Yes. What did you say? Yes. Okay, so, okay, uh... Okay. we need... To make you an appointment. I don't have any ointment. Please? I don't have any ointment. Sir, an appointment for you to come in and get your hearing tested.
0: You're going to make sure I'm not narrow-chested? Please? You're going to make sure I'm not narrow-chested?
1: Right. On Friday afternoon, do you have Medicare? No! It's going to cost you something, then. OK, so how much is this going to cost? Um, that- up! Uh-huh. I just called down there two
0: times. I should give you that information. $200 for the test, and we require
1: payment- What? Why are you hanging up on me,
0: leak ass? Uh-huh. Let me tell you something, juicy ass. You better start listening to me. Listen to me. Uh-huh.
1: Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got.